Trenches. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Friday Trenches, real life in the accounting industry. My name is David Boyer. I'm the CEO of Change GBS. We are brought to you by Change GPS, wheel and access offshoring. Oh, I think you're going to have a killer year because it's 2023 and it's still hard to fill jobs. And we are joined by the man who spent summer either with cows on the golf course on a on a private helicopter, on a I don't know what what um, I feel like when I'm going through where Paul Meisner could be, it could be any of Jeffrey Epstein's estate properties. Welcome to 2023, Paul Meisner. David, thank you very much. Hello, hello, all. The only man who could just brazenly drop Jeffrey Epstein's name. Uh, into a bit. Uh, thank you, David. No, no, no helicopters. Uh, plenty of golf. Plenty of uh, sun. Plenty of relaxing. As did you, sir. We should uh, we should note. I ran the nippers down at uh, Fairhaven for the under sevens. So uh, a very uh, it's it's a lot of work, but the kids get a lot out of it. So that I is the really most. I hope important. my kids get into nippers. We're we're an hour away from the beach on the Goldie, but there's nippers in South Bank in uh, in Brisbane. I think they're fantastic. It, it, it's very good. It's very good. They really enjoy it. Uh, my youngest, I think it's. I think it's her sport. I think we found her sport. Wow. We've we've tried basketball. Doesn't seem to be it. <laughs> uh, so, but, but anyway, we think uh, we think we found it. She was uh, very uh, very happy. Do you think there are other countries in the world where parents actively worry about what sport their kids going to get involved with? There's just this like Australian assumption they're going to be in something. I think it's, I don't know. You just want them to. Be, you want them to be active. They got to yeah. do something. I don't know. That's what. That's how I grew up. Anyway. Anyway, Dave, mate. New year, and then look, we do these. Uh, this is a prediction show. Obviously, we either do a prediction show or a wrap up show. And I get the feeling, David, that that like could we have could we have just recorded it from any other year? Has anything has anything changed? Man, I reckon. I reckon the only thing that hasn't changed is you saying that nothing's changed. the The whole world marches to a different beat than it marched to two years ago, three years ago, five years ago, and you're sitting there with your. It looks like you've got a sunglass tan on your head because you had such a good summer. A very big one too. Saying <laughs> nothing's changed, mate. The world's completely different. We saw small firms. Adopt technology they never thought that it'd adopt. Even if it isn't brand new, they still started doing it. You saw firms increasing fees for the first time ever last year, finally, in response to all of the billion reasons they could have done it. I know that well, look, I happen to know that there's some tech innovation happening behind the scenes, but that's not necessarily for public consumption. But you'd be the only man on planet Earth who thinks nothing changed in the last two years. So prove me wrong. That's, that's, look. Small accounting firms, and I think let, we will get to it. Let's get to the uh, whether or not adoption equals innovation later. But I have uh, 10 things, David, that either will or won't change. Some of them are predictions. Some of them are requests or goals. Uh, let's get kicked off. One of the biggest things, David, and I think that uh, uh, probably – has always been a big change, which is tax law. Geez, haven't we seen a lot of that in the last couple of years? And almost certain to just 
to just expand. I can't remember uh, a, a sort of a, a really a more active active time in in tax changes. There's been some bigger things, GST, um, that kind of stuff. You know, obviously your big, big, big items. But we have just seen ridiculous the, the trust distributions, director ID numbers. We've seen. Um, yeah, lots of stuff around uh, around trust. We've seen all of the government grants being taxable, not taxable. You know, I just see, uh, and with the ATO debt action sort of turning back on, professional services, income reviews, that kind of stuff. I just, mate, I think it's it's only set to get harder for for that. I think it is being going to be. Uh, I think it is getting harder. It's getting harder to keep abreast of what the newest things are when very few firms are actually up to date to begin with. And that's both in terms of knowledge and workload. I think the workload hurts. Yeah, certainly. I think that's that that's the um that's the big difference. Then keep keeping up with the tax, I feel like you can be across you can know about it, but certainly uh there'll there'll be a bit more uh need to be a bit more active in the training, I think. The crazy thing is the changes that we've had, which are huge, have all come from either ATO instigated or things that the ball started rolling under the previous Liberal government. You have a Labor government with a pretty monstrous change agenda and a Prime Minister who said, we're not going to do much change yet, we're going to do it later. It's still coming. The big stuff's still coming. I know I think we haven't really seen a lot of the fallout um, in a compliance sense from the data from single-touch payroll. You know, they've, they've been collecting it and they've sort of, it's just been rolling in, but we really haven't seen that that flow-on effect to linking it to immigration, linking it to cash economy, you know, linking it to um, uh, super and arrears, that kind of stuff, um, linking it to bass debt, that kind of stuff. I, I think that's, we we haven't even seen that yet. And when that, that turns on in a, in a greater speed, Firms certainly are in for a for a little bit. Hopefully, they can charge for it, David. I think this is the probably, and we've got pricing coming up later. Let's talk about uh, about pricing then. But I, I think I think the tax uh, the tax changes every year, but this year will be uh, big. Number two for me, it's something I think won't happen. We've seen the ATO effectively target accountants, white collar professionals through their PCG ruling, which is going to see most white-collar professionals increase the amount of tax they pay. I think it's unfair that you could have two households next to each other on the same income because one wears a blue collar and one wears a white collar. They pay different amounts of tax under theoretically the same tax law, almost purely based on interpretation. So here's what I reckon won't happen. I reckon Anthony Albanese of the union-dominated Labor government is not going to call up the ATO and say, yeah, you know what, these guys are right, it is a bit unfair. Let's tax the blue-collar workers more. Can you imagine what would happen? They'd have to deal with an industry body that that, that takes weaponizes their members and takes action on the streets when their members are impacted. I don't think there's going to be any change on that, unfortunately, under this government. Didn't you, David? Weren't you looking at as part of the um, the review with Change GPS? Looking at it, the definition of, of profession it didn't necessarily have that white or blue collar divide. It it sort of it encompassed a whole lot. I think it's still. The, we have the ATA commissioner on the show. They said they were relying on the definition of prof- professional. That the prof- there's a professional association. Uh, I, st- I still think it's wide. I still because it's. And you've got a, master builders, right? You've got yeah, 
you know, yeah, there's but a it's lot. It's going to be it's going to be the people giving advice. So you got to you have to assume that the public are rely, have reasonable grounds to rely on your comments and your advice. So that's not going to be the apprentice chippy. Yeah, okay. But it is going to be the guy in the Master Builders Association and a tool belt that looks like it's 50 years old has had 20 cans of, you know, 4X stretched out over the years. That guy might get included. Love it. Love it. All right. Very well done. Uh, let's go to the my second one. So we've covered tax. Let's t- cover tech. One of the uh, One of the great – our great periods, David, of disagreement since you've jumped – into the world of of software. Um, Basically, I've said this for years, we've seen no innovation in the tech. I am a firm believer in adoption does not equal innovation. I agree that a lot of adoption has happened, Zoom working remotely, um, uh, using tech to communicate with their clients during COVID. I get that. I get that adoption has skyrocketed. I'm talking about the innovation side. I, I just think um, that, and I, and I've seen. I've got to be careful how I mention this, but I, I have seen a piece of new software that we've got to the point, David, where there's almost so such inaction in going back by the big players. I'm talking your zeros, your myobs, your QuickBooks, and backfilling what they should the tech that they should have developed and has left room for new players in the market there's a new player who's considering entering the software the bank coding market david how there is even a discussion around that core part of accounting still being open for innovation in light of the big three i Thanks to Access Offshoring for supporting this episode. Access are the offshore recruitment specialists for the accounting industry. With over a decade of industry experience, Access Offshoring helps you to find talented and high quality accountants based in the Philippines, allowing you to create sustainable growth and meet client demands, as well as improving your bottom line and gross profit. Speak to the team at Access Offshoring today to watch a best practice presentation on finding the right staff and creating a high-performing accounting team. Uh, I don't know how that happens. To me, it shows that uh, tech has just got too big. I find the fact that there is somebody who thinks they can take on bank wrecks and, and general ledger fascinating. And I have to wonder, Paul, I have to wonder, I'm going to use one of your lines, is this a tech company trying to assert their worldview on accountants who don't need it and don't care? I think it's somebody who's trying to get get build and, build and bought, <laughs> but in a, in a way. Uh, the, but- the build and buy strategy is very high risk, particularly in the current environment. I think yeah, there's plenty of people in the zero ecosystem who thought zero would have tapped them on the shoulder and made an acquisition by now. I wouldn't want to be the next cab on that rank. Yeah, Having I, said that, that, zero, David Boyer, CEO, Change GPS. You've got my contact details. Love to have a chat. If uh, actually, do you know what? And I know, I know lots of, I know lots of zero people listen. But I would particularly, I would be surprised. Here's my absolute prediction, David. I would be surprised if Zero's head of product and head of customer existed was the same this time next year. Uh, lots of leadership change at zero in the last six months. It's not an unreasonable comment. I reckon they're the, they're the two. 
they're the two. I think that I think the product has been lost lost in the weeds. The the product direction has has lost, and I and I think that fundamentally, zero don't know their customer in a way. Perhaps, and that sometimes happens when you go global and you get too big. Uh, I don't. I think any person who thinks they're going to go head to head in zero, particularly in Australia and New Zealand, uh, has giant kahunas, Paul. Giant. I. Yep. I don't want anybody to lose their pants, but that seems that product needs to be unbelievable to convince yep. the majority of accounts were small accounts to change tech again. That's a hell. Especially for such a core product that you know, like without That's doing cool. without doing invoicing as well, without doing APAR, yeah. like this this concept where you're trying to get into that really micro, just bankrupt market, it's a, it's a dangerous, it's a super dangerous play. But we'll see how it goes. Uh, what else you got, mate? Um, I think that there is a lot of innovation coming. I think there's – I saw work papers being spoken about more in the last six months than I reckon I have in the three years I've been at Change GPS. And, and we started as a work paper downloadable template business 12 years ago. Um, I think there's a lot of people trying to solve the work paper automation problem that pretty much every firm has. I think there'll be good, good, good innovation there. But I'm going to talk about chat GPT for a little bit. Because everyone's seen it. Every, yeah, like yeah. Everyone, all right, we're not gonna, we don't have to go into what it is because you've all had a play. If you listen to this show, you probably know what it is. But here are practical examples that I know are happening right now using it. My staff sent a lot of emails to our members. Some of them are nice. Some of them we need them to do something. Communications needs to happen. We have people in our team who write what they want, paste it into chat GPT and say, hey, I've got a, a customer of of don't have the best relationship with them or I've got a very good relationship with them. I need them to take certain actions. Here are the actions. Please draft an email. I want it to be friendly. And ChatGPT is coming back with, I'm going to call it the fluff, but it's actually really important. It creates the context of the message. And they're, and they're not copying and pasting it exactly, but it is helping them with their communication. When you consider that a lot of what accountants do is communicate and that it's not accountants' best skill, the written language part, I think there's just there's big opportunity there. I don't know anything specific, but I just think that's the next that's the impetus for the next wave. I, I, I it is it, chat G, chat GPS chat AI. What I think I can't remember what it's called, but GPT the, chat GPT. Then yeah. Um, it, I know I just finished saying there's no innovation. That you're right. That's probably that's the the only sort of thing in the last five years that I've really thought. Geez, this is that's pretty impressive. The yeah. way it the way it takes and interprets the the input, the text that's inputted, and and just the skill with which it uh, the, it crafts the output. There's some there's some great ones. Look, do some Google searching on on you want. There's some, there's some awesome um, examples of writing. They asked it to rewrite Star Wars, a certain scene in Star Wars, if people were getting slowly more drunk. Trent, that um, was Trent McLaren. Was that, McLe- was that was that T Mac? Um, but it, it, look, things like that, which which kind of a fluff. But like like anything, David, I, I think it's 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 finding the practical applications for this. Tech innovation needs to have te- needs to have the innovation, but it needs to find its use cases and and you know someone someone in the account in accounting in the uh, software industry used to always say that you know there are often some problems some solutions looking for a problem i think 
with a lot of these. It, it's it's how it's used. And I always... I think that's a Paul Meisner line. I've probably stolen it off that, this yeah. person so many times. But, um, <laughs> no, I, I think it's... it's look, there will always be, be people who, who, who kind of, once they see technology like this, talk about it taking over the world. You know, certainly I don't see that. There's some really... I think education, given that, that, that people have, have put in pasted in uh, exam questions and they've got a quality answer that can pass the exam. So, I mean, I think it'll be really interesting for education. Jeez. Um, you'd, 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 want, you'd, want, you'd want your industry bodies to have pretty good governance about checking cheating on exams if that's the case, wouldn't you, Paul? Correct. Yeah, given certain uh, professional bodies, mate, that were so lax on KPMG, we also will see. By the way, do you know that's been resolved? Yeah, globally or... or globally, yeah, out, or, 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 out or of the, the UK. The, or the pile under the rug that CA threw it. No, the one, the, <laughs> when, when, when they pushed it under the rug. The UK, the UK issued their ruling and they found, guess what they found? You'd never believe it. <laughs> what? No systemic cheating. No. <laughs> but we're aware of all these things and changes. Out that out. Anyway, it got resolved on like the 22nd of December. Talk about managing oh, the take out, take out the trash day. Love yeah. it. All right. Oh, well, well let's. Hey, I'll Let's tell you what, I'm going to post the link in the in the show notes. I, I asked ChatGPT to sack a client being spiteful and sack a client being friendly. I did like that. And it, it, it cracked 10,000 views on a video is not easy to do on LinkedIn in my experience, so people seem to be interested in it. There's your use case, Paul, sacking clients. I, I think that's a, real, that's a really good early win that you mentioned is, is that just, just um, bumping up your quality of – uh, of communication, you know, yeah. it, it can it can make you sound a lot better. Which I think, for as you said, tech people, technical uh, technical people like accountants, lawyers, and that kind of stuff, um, sometimes need a bit of help with that. Uh, number three for me, David. I, I, this is my desire every year, and it, it, it's I feel like we haven't we haven't seen any movement. I want this to be the year of the micro business. Anyone who's listened to this show has listened to me bang on about the fact that. Businesses turning over less than $2 million is 96% of all businesses and they get diddly squat, David, in representation. They are the lost, they are the lost segment. Government doesn't have a clue. Professional bodies wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't even pull over on the side of the road if they saw one. Could not pick them out of a lineup, David. Yeah, but Paul, and, I follow the election and I thought that small business was the backbone of the economy. Uh, if anyone, it, it is in a uh, in a PR sense. Anyone who wants to drop the word small business would still, I still challenge them to define it. Uh, Cosboa David had a very had a very rough year last year. Had a very rough year. Alexi Boyd uh, in bed, out of bed with the union, signed a letter, didn't sign a letter, defended the letter, went on leave, and then even the government, even the Opposition, uh, small business, in a letter to Cosboa said, you should reconsider who is your CEO and outskis, outskis. Well, I don't think many people know what happened because it happened in December. But uh, the CEO of the Cosboa, Alexi Boyd, was it, the optics of it looked like she, she joint opinions with the unions at the Jobs and Skills Summit uh, there were many complaints. The photo up, the photo up summit. The photo, the photo up, up summit. summit. Many complaints from Cosboa members that looked like the small business 
representative body was cozying up to unions resulted in Susan Lay, the opposition minister for small business, wrote to COSBOA. COSBOA had to acknowledge they received the letter from the minister acknowledging the complaints. And Susan Lay said, we think you should, roughly, we think you should consider the leadership of your organisation. Alexi goes on leave and uh, now the CEO job's available. So, Paul Meisner. David, you have I, an opportunity, my friends. You I have am, an opportunity. I'm going to put this on. Uh, I'm going to put this on uh, LinkedIn and Twitter. That Cosboa, the Council of what business? What what does what does the S stand for? Insignificance. <laughs> well, I tell you what, it would probably be more apt uh, the the Council of Significant Businesses because Dead said I don't. I don't think significant. I said. No, I know, I know, but, but they don't realise that. So, look, I think it is time for them to focus micro. I think it's time for them to uh, stop trying to be relevant on the large stage and be, as I like to say, micro ambitious. Uh, I'm nominating. David, I'm going to find a way. I might I might get a – I'll put a Twitter poll out. Oh, no. Righto, Elon. Should <laughs> I become? Poll. Should I nominate for CEO of Cosboa? That should be your poll. Right, done. I'll put it on. I'll, I'll put it on after this show drops. Right, um, I think fifteen people re- left on Twitter might vote. What are you? Do a LinkedIn poll. There's more people on LinkedIn in Australia. In our I'll compare. Life. I'll compare the two. All right. Uh, I reckon this year on your your year of the small bit. I reckon. I think it's gonna be a little bit a bit of a year of return to employment. I reckon a lot of small businesses have just held on for two years, and even if they got financially through it. The scars run deep and accountants know all too well that you have clients who are working ridiculous hours. They are not being good husbands or, or wives. They are not going to be being good mums and dads because of it to eke out $100,000, $130,000 a year. And I, I don't know if they're going to realise it themselves. Maybe accountants are going to need to have a role in the place. Hey, we need to have a chat about what you're doing with your life because with a job market as fervent as this one is, a lot of these people are actually better off swallowing the pill, getting over the indignity, and going to get a job. And I hope that Australia doesn't view them as failures. I, I hope Australia respects them and helps them get back on their feet for the for the good of our communities. I think um, I don't think it'll force many back into. Employment, you know, I think once 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 you are in small business, I think there are some significant factors. Obviously, you know, financial that that sometimes force you back in, or an opportunity, especially as the as the fight for labour. You know, certainly if you can get the security, yeah, they might turn to employment to work less hours. I agree with you. It yeah. might be the same. It might be, and, and certainly it might be the same money, or it might be more money now. Um, and I think some of the jobs on offer now are even offering that flexible time. So yeah. that might be a big thing for for people who otherwise did a small business uh, for that. You know, I, I think as the – you can't find anyone. So certainly as wages rise in those uh, in those jobs, yeah, it, it might be. You know, it, it might make people pause the small business because you and I, David, know it, and most accountants, most of the listeners will know it, but but the the skills that – that make you a good whatever, accountant, lawyer, architect, builder, tradie, aren't necessarily the skills that help you run that business. Mm. Do the marketing, do the sales, do the accountability, um, you know, not 
not overworked jobs, not undercharge, you know, that kind of stuff. I think that takes a certain skill that uh, a lot of people find a real struggle in, in running their own business. It's one of the most famous cases out of E-Myth. The, the woman who loved baking cupcakes starts a cupcaking business and ends up resenting it and losing a lot of money. Correct. Yep, some people should just do uh, number four for me, David. We're on to number four. Uh, right, right, I know what you're doing here. You're calling out the numbers on your things and just ignoring the fact that I've said everything. This is your form. I don't even know what I'm up to. What, what, no, number one, we both talked about the, the tax. Number no, two, we both talked about tax. I'm doing a revision. It's just I just oh, want to be acknowledged, Paul. I want to be acknowledged. I'm the victim. I acknowledge that there's a run sheet and I read it as is. <laughs> you know where I was three minutes I'm, ago. I think, Dave, we've got a run sheet. I may have just discovered it, but that's not, that's not the point. Okay, my next one, David, I will ignore the numbers. Uh, mate, what what the heck is happening with conferences? This is going to be one of the biggest challenges. They are they are like gremlins eating or drinking or whatever they do after midnight. I have not seen in my life the in, in invention of new accounting conferences that are new and improved that just look like the same s coming out of the same the same bs coming out of the same. S standing for speakers. Mate, content committees, content, if 100% of your content advisory committee end up as presenters, do you know what that is? Self-interest, David, self-interest. It's the same bollocks time and time again from this, from these people claiming to be new conferences. It's broken, David. The system is broken. You know, listeners are accustomed to me coming in now and being a bit of a voice of reason and maybe defending an opposite point of view. Only because you're paying all of them to... Or you, well, no, I'm not. Or they're uh, asking you to pay them to, to present. There is... Mate, they, they, they've got a real challenge. Give me your take. The, the First of all, on the speaker, on the, on the content committee, you need a content committee, otherwise it literally just ends up being 100% sponsors. I don't have a problem with them getting a reward for the time they put into it, and if that reward's getting on stage, and if what they share is valuable and accounts get value out of it, everybody wins. I, I don't care about that. Bollocks. That, that's just a good exchange of value. Bollocks. Uh, I think <laughs> that the argument for AccountX coming to Australia is ABE completely... There are too many vendors who don't want to work with ABE anymore because of how they treated us throughout COVID. Yep. And there was an opportunity for AccountX, which globally is extremely highly rated. You talk to anyone in the UK, you talk to your US mates, it is a well-respected company. And so they saw an opportunity because there is a belief that amongst many that there is a role for a vendor-neutral event in Australia. It can't be vendor-neutral when all of the... <laughs> Vendors are speaking. Well, they all paid a bit. No, but you vendor neutral means I'm pretty confident in saying this. There's Intuit, Myob, and Zero at the same place in the same room. That doesn't happen often. I, now I, you say there's no value in it anyway because you can just call them up and ask them whatever question you got. You know who they are. Fine, but that's the argument for it. Wearing my change GPS hat, the first half of this year we're not going to be doing. I probably should announce this to GPS people first. You know what, I'm going to pause on that one. I might even edit that out. That's fine. But, David, anyway, let's put a pin in it because this is a prediction <laughs> show and we do have to move along. But and the let's see. I'm, I'm going to come back to us halfway through the year after we've seen the two head-to-head -head conferences 
And I want the listeners to tell me, were they honestly any well, different? Mate, there's the a massive opportunity because ZeroCon's gone next year. There's no ZeroCon in Australia next year. Yes, there is. Next year, not the year after. Not the year oh, after. Sorry, this year. This no, year this is. Year. 2024, there's I, no ZeroCon. I just want to talk about that really quickly. I think that's I think that's a really smart move. I really like that move because I think that the the five zero cons that happened last year didn't work because it was it was the same people, it was the same content. It would just it just was silly. I think I think this is a brilliant move. I think it makes zero con it reinstates zero con as something special. Yes. It brings the global accounting industry together. I wouldn't travel you know, and I know some people who wanted to sell in other jurisdictions went and flew around the world to all of them just to get a bloody selfie with whoever. But, you know, for the rest of us normal people, David, who aren't just, you know, selling ourselves, um, I would I would fundamentally go to a different zero con in a different jurisdiction if it was the only one for the year. That would be a great way to do it. Um that would mean something. I think you, you'd get, you know, you get access to people, you get, and you'd actually get product releases not drip fed across five That's different That's the key. You get the product releases all in one place. The only, the only challenge if is- If they if change they, up their product teams. I hope they overcome this. They still need to have localised content. If, if, you know, if there's 500 people from Australia and New Zealand in wherever it is, there should be some localised content for them. That's what I'd like to see. That's my request. All right, let's go. Because uh, you're usually one that wraps up. I've got 11 minutes to get through this. Um, all right, here's my idea. You have a conference, and in the least capitalist thing of all time, all the accounting vendors get around, and we all say, okay, who got the most amount of leads? We're not going to share leads, but you send your email out on this date, and you send your email out on this date, because the complete overwhelm that accountants got after ZeroCon, it did two things. One, overwhelmed already exhausted accountants who largely went to ZeroCon to refresh. And two, vendors end up not getting the best ROI out of what's a pretty considerable expense because we're all now vying for everyone's attention. And we need to make sure that we're the biggest fire that needs, you know, our solution solves the biggest fire that's going on. And I think it leads to some some shoddy marketing tactics because people rightly just want an ROI on what they get out of the event. So my fantasy world is that we all get together and plan out when we're going to be hitting people up. It'll never happen but I think it would be a huge win for the accountants if it did. Yes. Yep. I, I, we, we did a whole show on what vendors should be like at conferences, David, and I think we didn't expand enough on the post experience, but I think we certainly... We'll do that later this year. We certainly need to do. Uh, mate, professional bodies, not... This is their, this is their year. I, I'm calling it. This is, this is the do-or-die year for professional bodies. Um, I don't think they can. I don't think they can get any worse in a small micro business, small firm basis. I think they are they're pointless, for want of a better word. The the, the organisations that that have the greatest opportunity seem the least willing. Um, I think we need to all use our voices and demand. Uh, a little bit more. Bookkeeping bodies do, they certainly do punch above their weight. You know what? They know who they are. They know who their their clients are. They know who their members are. And they they really speak to the issues of their members. They don't, they don't try to be bigger, be more relevant. I, I really think that's um, you know, this is the year professional bodies need to need to get a cracker up them. Uh, I'm sure I think they got the cracker last year when their uh, their board pay didn't go through. I think they're forced to listen. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect. 
I think that they want to do something. I'm not sure if they can. Um, CA's uh, uh, public recent podcast about uh, account it's not signing bank letters is the most just. I, I'm just. I'm. I cannot. In times where I can't. I can't think that I can be uh, more disappointed by professional bodies. I'm continually. More I know. I, I actually know what CA did on the on the on the on the accounts letter thing. I'm just not sure if I'm allowed to reveal it just yet. I might check with someone at CA because it's a bit of a juicy story. Okay. Well, tell me. Well, tell me off. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. No, well, actually, uh, uh, hang on. If anyone from CA is listening, I'm not telling Paul. Fair enough. Uh, this is my um, I reckon I reckon something that's gonna harm innovation this year. Uh, greater budgets and greater investment is being ploughed into digital security for pretty much every organization in Australia, but in particular tech companies whose entire operation sits on a server somewhere. So you've got more money going into security and security like things. Uh, um, which if you are in a budget driven capital allocation business, will reduce money available for features that actually make customers happy, but it's still worthwhile because you just, you cannot afford, you don't want it to happen to you. You just don't want it to happen. I, I think, I think. look, two-factor, two two-factor um, two revolving passwords uh, or two-factor authentic, authentication revolving passwords and, you know, and we've spoken about this before, just not trusting things you get. If you get an email saying you need to pay money, Double check yeah, whether you need to pay but, but, it. But specifically on this, you're also seeing zero security standards are increasing for its ecosystem. So even small partners in the ecosystem are having to, to spend more on security just to meet zero's minimum standards. Personally, I find it very frustrating. I wasn't shy in sharing my views with zero, but ultimately it does create a safer ecosystem. And a lot of that came from the, well, not a lot. Some of it came from the ATO. I do know that as well. Um, the oh, you don't need to say this one. This is just Paul Myers. This is like this is so Paul Myers now. We could print it on a T-shirt. I reckon people would buy it. We could print it on an NFT and it would still be popular. That's how software companies have. Which which one of my remaining points? Software companies have given up. Uh, I would say hopefully this year focus on product. Stop the marketing. Not sorry, don't stop the marketing. Stop the content marketing. Stop the thought leadership. Oh, you know this is how you want to feel. What did Someone, I don't know. Seriously, it, it, we've, we've been through how many, how long since ZeroCon and, and all about the carbon capture software, that's gone. They're just the next Boma marketing. It's the next fad that they get to roll out. Just forget about it. Know what your customers do. Help them do it better for crying oh, out loud. Uh, I did see something very humorous on LinkedIn last night and I was going to comment, but I'm very mature these days, so I didn't. <laughs> Stuart Hurst, who is a... Uh, very prominent UK bookkeeper, very pro zero, uh, very creative in, in uh, you know, you, you imagine the stereotypical cardigan wearing British bookkeeper. This bloke's not that. Uh, but still pretty nerdy. I don't think you'd mind me saying that. I've never met him. I just follow his posts. Anyway, he's like, this is the greatest thing ever. This is so innovative. This is a cash flow point. And what it was was you can upload an Excel forecast into Futurely and Futurely will display it. I swear... I swear, four years ago, I got an email from Futurely titled The Death of Excel. Oh, I swear I got it. I, and I don't think we did a show on it at the time because there was something going on. 
and I remember I spent like two hours with their founders explaining to them why that's completely impossible. And now four years later, their biggest fanboy is calling it innovation. It's Excel. No, it's no, totally, absolutely. Um, and the I want to talk about pricing for value. Pricing's always been a thing, especially for small firms. With the ATO going to up their communication, their pay letters, all, you know, their debt. This is where we, people who aren't charging their clients for the ad hoc tax advice, for the ATO phone calls, you have to start doing that now this year. You have to get into it now. When the phone rings, if the ATO come chasing, you need to find a way and convince yourself you're going to do it in order to get paid for it. I have achieved Zen. I have found in a piece Paul Meisner is quoting Timothy Munro on a Change GPS webinar. <laughs> there you go. I wasn't listening I to that one, so there you go. The wind, I am the waves. Uh, and it looked, I am uh, the earth, I am the ocean. Oh, God. You really have been on holidays too long. And the last one from me, uh, look after yourself, accountants, accounting firm. We've, we've, all, we've done it tough. We're going to do it tough. There's going to be more tax changes. Let's just. Let's look after ourselves. Let's demand more from our professional bodies. Let's demand more from from software product teams. Let's use our voice and let's look after each other. Health, happiness, wealth in that order. Although you need a little bit of wealth. It solves a lot of problems. See everyone. Have a great great year. Have a great year, everyone. Ciao. Paul Meissner underscore or on LinkedIn, Paul Meissner. I'm on Twitter at David Boyar, B-O-Y-A-R, on LinkedIn, David Boyar. From the trenches.